Hey, it's an edition of the Scotty Mac with Cheese podcast and wanted to bring you up to speed with what we're doing today. It's one of the subjects that a lot of people forget about, except the people that are involved with caregiving. And so I brought in my wife, Melanie. You know, the, Melanie, the last time that we did a podcast together on this subject, it was the third most downloaded podcast of any of the ones I've ever done. Wow. So, so apparently... Being able to get that word out there about how that world and how that season actually is for people. Let's kind of give people a background in, in case they didn't know. We got married seven years ago. Yes, June. Yeah. Seven and, years. And it was funny. We bought this house, and it was a bigger house than we thought we needed, but it was such a great deal. Right. It's funny how that works. God steps in. <laughs> And can change it. Right. So, uh, first, it was your mom who moved in with us. She's 93. It was supposed to be temporary for six months, but now it's been three and a half years. So, yeah. And she took in residence. It's been uh, it's been an interesting experience there. And then your forty uh, one year old daughter, who's disabled and in a wheelchair, she moved in with us. Yes. So uh, our perspective of of caregiving is a little bit different. I wanted to focus more on the elderly because you know I'm I'm a member of a couple of different Facebook support groups. Okay. And it's interesting because the more I talk to people that are involved in caregiving, especially in these forums. A person that's from outside that's never been involved with caregiving, when you hear the raw and real emotion like, I'm about to go crazy, I'm about to pull my hair out, what am I supposed to do? Nobody cares, <laughs> you know. And I, think, I think we've said all of those things. Yeah, and, and sometimes more. people don't understand that aspect of it. And they say, why? Wow, what's wrong with you? Shouldn't you have help? And the answer sometimes is, well, yeah. Yeah, but this is the help they get. It, it <laughs> it's kinda, us. Right. So I guess the misconceptions about what a caregiver does is out there. So that's one of the purposes of the podcast. And then I wanted to uh, share some of the other things that people have to face when they're involved in a, in the caregiving situation, particularly with the elderly. Okay. Now, your mom, when she moved in here, she was a lot more independent than she is now. That's right. So when she moved in, she was almost 90. And so yeah. so there is a big difference, just so you know, as far as your mom is concerned. Yeah. Big difference between 90 and 93. She's still pretty sharp, but we are starting to see a little bit with that. As, you, you, had, in, you had to start doing the dishes again, and then we'd do the laundry, where yeah. she was helping with all that, she which was. was really cool. Yeah, she was. So... Um, how it feels to cope. And, you know, when I was, Mel, when I was looking at the, the comments that are being made, and uh, I'm not going to name specific names for it, obvious reasons. But it was disheartening. It was. And, you know, and, and you feel for people like this. And the cool thing about the forum is you're not judged. That's, that's the whole thing. That's if you right. were to say this on Facebook, just to your general population, People would say, hey, it's time to get some sort of uh, help over there uh, and maybe get that elderly person out of the home. No, that's that's not it. They're just they're just venting. Right. Because it is not an easy gig. Let's be honest. That's right. It's actually an opportunity to be able to be a caregiver. 
opportunity like, you know, that may not ever come up again. Mm -hmm. And then we've had the experience to be able to help others too. I guess There's say. a common thread involved with this because there is a sense of feeling important to another person, making a difference to that elderly person. But there's always some stress associated with it. Right. I think the main issue there is they are used to taking care of us, like from when we when I was a child, you know, and my mom was always the one organizing things. And right. So when she has to kind of let that go and allow me to help her, it's it's us. harder. Well, it's harder for me mm -hmm. than Scotty Mac because I'm her daughter. The roles have reversed. And I don't think my mom or the elderly quite understand that. Yeah, I, but I, I would almost disagree with you a little bit on that because mm -hmm. they understand the frustration that they feel. you got to expect that when somebody who was so independent was, and your mom was that way, capable yes. of doing things on her own, yes. and now all of a sudden she can't do that. Well, that's got to be a point of depression that they have to deal with. Yeah. They deal with it, and they pass that along to us. Right, but way? then pretty quick, somehow we get the feeling that uh, that has to be changed. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I feel this way, I feel that way. And as soon as you vent that, then you're like internalizing it. And then it's not so bad, you know, to be able to vent. And like the, uh, what are those co groups that you are on with? Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, they're groups, they're closed groups on Facebook. Right. So it's a safe area, yes. you know, and just going through the, uh, the comments where people are bold enough to say, hey, I, I just yelled at my dad, uh, you know, yeah. and uh, doesn't he understand? And Sometimes. it's cause, I mean, there's more than that. I, there was one lady, I, I, I'm not going to say her first first name. Let, well, let's just call her R Renee. She was talking about, she had siblings and they were not out of town. They were kind of regionally close it, when she made the decision to go ahead and move her dad into the house, they had offered, hey, you know what? We got your back. We're going to be there. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of those things that were promised from a sibling saying that, oh, I'm going to come by and see him every day. And it just it's didn't turn out. And then what that, what that does is it makes the caregiver feel animosity toward their own siblings and family members. Right, I see. I could see that. Yeah. Sometimes it's not a question of whether or not that siblings uh, can't. It's that they won't take in the parent. So we get a lot of this. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one that really cares. Don't they understand how this is so difficult? So there's a lot of layers, a lot of layers in the onion Melanie alluded to it earlier. The thing with her mom was supposed to be about six months and see how it works out. And that was from one of her siblings. <laughs> and it's over three years now. It's tough. It's just tough. Well, who can handle what? You know, um, when mom was more independent, it didn't seem like such an obligation. It's not just in we have the unique situation, as I, as I mentioned. Melanie has her mom tugging at one end 
And then there's uh, Erica, her daughter, tugging at the other. So what I try to do... Tug in the middle. <laughs> is, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. I get the chance to see the view oh, of, the view across the generations. Yes, I know. <laughs> there's right? a lot of Como family influence with this one. Yes. Indeed. You know what she keeps telling me? You look just like your dad. She keeps saying that. <laughs> Because I have his bone structure, I have his dimples. You got his height. Mm -hmm. Tall woman. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So for let's talk a little bit about um, because sometimes I I'll I'll be honest. Sometimes I get a little resentful when uh, people say that they're going to help or do things to help neighbors, friends, family. It just doesn't come come yeah. about. I yeah, know. and it's uh, it's frustrating. Yeah. And then you get into a situation where your elderly parent is in one of those depressed moods. They don't feel like doing anything. Yeah, we might be in a good mood, and then you walk into the room, and it like hits you like a yeah, like a wall. Right. And there are some people. I, I got to tell you, some people feel like they're trapped. Um, but one of the key things... You mean a that, caregiver? Or yeah, a the, a, the caregiver feels trapped because who else is going to be there to take care of that loved one, their, their parent? And this is for married couples. I don't know. Uh, you've got one of your parents there, and they... Pl- they, they <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying from personal experience, this good cop, bad cop thing. Yeah, it's kind of like your children. You know, if mama won't get it, they go to daddy. Well, mama said I could, yeah, but that's not the truth. Exactly. And But it's a real different role reversal as uh, my mom. She's real nice to my husband until... She don't feel like being nice one day, and she starts fussing at him about, oh, this is not hot enough. Oh, this is not cold enough. Oh, can you fix my blanket? Oh, no, I need this, yeah. need that. Other than that, she's happy. Yeah, you know? and she doesn't have teeth, you know, for her <laughs> That's food. not very nice. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't have that, and she doesn't have dentures. Well, that was a choice because they hurt her, her mouth. Yeah, and so she, what we do is we cut her food up very finely yes we kind of pre-chew it but not in our mouths no no we i i cut it it, up chop it up very finely and the uh in fact just yesterday she says well it wasn't cut up finely enough and i said it's the same way i've been doing it for yeah for 60 days yeah (laughs) and so what i did was uh and they had a, a one of her uh caregiving interviews there, right there. I said, well, I tell you what, uh, how about bread and water? And I'll just throw that at you. How would you like that? She gave me, you know, (laughs) and and for those of you who are judging me, first of all, I was kidding. But uh, secondly, it it does wear at you. Even with something like that, and you're able to do a comeback, just for the sake of argument, let's put ourselves in the position of if you had to do this by yourself, you mean we have the support of each other. A lot of caregivers and a lot of the ones I've seen on the support uh, groups on Facebook, they're doing this alone, you know. And there may be people say, "Oh, well, you're lucky that you have each other." Yes, and there's also your daughter. Yeah, right. So, That's right. I mean, we've we got lots going on here, and yeah. Erica does like. Sometimes when she's feeling good, she'll she'll go and roll into uh, my mom's room and they'll visit a little while. But then mom wants her to visit every day when that happens. And it's just amazing how that works. You know, you do a little bit, she wants a little more. 
And there's a certain point where, you know, Erica had a stroke and her speech, it, it takes extra effort for her to formulate words where she can be heard. Yeah. And my mother-in-law is very hard of hearing. So when Erica speaks, it's loud. And then I can hear all the way down the hall in the kitchen. Yeah, so we might don't as well talk be, so loud. <laughs> we might as well be in there in the conversation, oh, but it, then that doesn't allow us to have any kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. I've I've got a few other things I wanted to mention here. This is really a kind of a, I don't know a, a chance for you to have a little more understanding. One of the things that I did learn about being in this uh, group is that you get some, even even with some of the negative comments, number one, you need to understand that they are venting. It is not something that they would, would inspire them to do any sort of harm. It's just a place for them to, to just let people know what's deep inside. It's, it's therapeutic. And I guess it's there because they don't want to feel judged by other people. I mean, if we were even, and we have a pretty good situation here with Miss Connie, although I have heard now, you know what? I have yelled at her. I'm being real. Melanie's definitely yelled at her. Raised my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Just instructing. And it sounds like we're talking to children. Well, yeah. And we are. Y'all have to understand this. My man right here, Scotty Mack, he was never around any raised voices pretty much when he was younger. So he doesn't really know what that means when we're just raising our voice. It's not really yelling at each other. We yeah. just we just have our way of expressing well, you know, the way we feel. I think it's uh, I think it's also that New Orleans thing. It's, yeah, yeah. Or it could be my mom's heritage in me, my yeah. Spanish blood. I get a chance to learn, believe it or not. I mean, I tease you about being able to see one generation ahead, one generation behind, and here's Melanie right in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I get a chance to understand her a little bit better. (laughs) Not always the way I want him to hear, but oh, well. Well, you know, there's always, um, I see your notes here, a feeling of being judged by others. But the other thing you were talking about before that was bitterness. Mm -hmm. Ah, uh, that reaches into depression. The uh, the bitterness is pretty much what they're carrying inside them from when they were younger, and they were mis- maybe mistreated, or they thought they were mistreated. It just kind of gets weighed uh, stuff deep inside, and, um, and it could be like a generational, generational curse. curse. Yeah. yeah, and so all these negative words, you know, can be uh, turned around by using some form of positive positivity in our body language and our vocal in um you know just being nice Mm -hmm. just being a good ear sometimes there's mental uh issues that are involved we don't really have that much going on with your mom right now but she can occasionally she's on she's on something for depression yeah but there's also there's also a sense of her Maybe forgetting about what time it is, what oh. day it is. We need a bigger clock in there because she can't see the time. Oh, she can't? Every time we're going, what time is it? Is it day or is it night? She doesn't know because she sleeps most well, of the time. Well, things like that, you know, could be a signal of something down right. the road. Right. And many people that I've talked to within this uh, particular support group, many of their parents uh, are in the stages of dementia, which is a whole different thing. Some days it, it's really good. Other days, it's depressing to see that. 
Yeah. And uh, that's another point of stress that people just don't understand. You know, I heard this comment once before, before I had children, that <laughs> you will never understand what it's like to, to be, be a, a parent, parent until, until you have yeah. kids. Right. And I had people, and I would argue with people, oh, I can see how it is. <laughs> no, you don't. You know, I had a friend of mine It's uh, in, in the radio business. He's older than I am, never had kids, and he was trying to advise people what to do with school kids when they're out of school. Yeah, that would be and uh, so out of place. The same thing applies to caregiving, because truly, there will be a lot of armchair quarterbacks uh. that are your friends that may offer suggestions on what you need to do, and they have no, not a clue. I guess they think that maybe if a parent's in the hospital and they're sitting with them for a while... But it's really a, a whole lot different with them in your home. Oh, it's especially totally. when they're used to being in their home, own environment. Take them out of that. Give them a new place, you know, new boundaries, so mm -hmm. to speak. I had to give my mom boundaries because <laughs> she wasn't behaving herself. Right. And, That's uh, a nice way to put it. Yeah, and then you didn't put it that way that that one time. <laughs> <laughs> she was a little stronger with her. Or her adjective. <laughs> and my emotions are, are are sometimes tied directly to uh, to the way mom and I were when when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I want to get back to uh, what I said about your friends and perhaps other family members that are not in the caregiving season. That's Just understand they're trying to help. Yeah. But don't be resentful when it's when they talk, and you have to look at them and say, "You don't have a clue, do you?" It's like a friend of mine said, hey, they're ignorant and proud of it. Oh. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> it's not nice. But, not uh, nice. It, but it really is true what uh, Melanie was saying. Your emotions are tied to everything is really entangled within the home uh, when you're caring for your parent. You know, and then you take it a step further, but dementia and then Alzheimer's, you've got that and many people. Uh, keep them in the home as long as they can, and that's just an, a, an incredible sacrifice that people are doing. Some are in hospice. All in all, it is it is where it does wear you down a little it bit. It does, and and even when you're exhausted, do you ever have this happen <laughs> to you? I'm not asking you because I already know the answer. <laughs> but uh, for caregivers, do you ever have to? Okay, they're asleep. You've taken care of their needs for the evening, and then you get in bed and you can't sleep. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It and happens. so so what Melanie and I do, this is so funny. What, what we do is we uh, play Scrabble and we play on our phones, you know. We play each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's our unwinding time. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then there's Netflix. As long as we don't get too crazy, uh, you know, with the high intensity dramas, we go for the rom-coms, romantic comedies and Melanie likes the dance shows and you World know, of the, the light stuff. So um, I say that to say this to all caregivers that are listening to this and saying, you just have no idea how rough it is here. It's as rough as you make it. Well, that's true. But the key to understand, well, here are my takeaways mm -hmm. from everything that I've heard. There are some folks that are caregivers that need to take care of of themselves. And they need to, you know, especially in the COVID world, there are counselors available to yeah. do teleconferencing okay. in a counseling session. It's not a sign of weakness. You need to do that for your mental health. Right. And don't play the victim here. 
Mm. I cannot stress that enough. You know, if you stay in that victim hole, mentality. You, yeah, you'll maybe uh, there's <laughs> there's some people that I guess just like being miserable, the feeling there, and they just stay there, or they don't want the change of where things are, even if it's not a healthy situation. And sometimes I guess if somebody's living alone, right, they're just happy they have somebody there. But at that sort of point. I think where you're talking psychologists or, yeah. you know, counseling Counsel. would come in because then there's a better perspective on, you know, what's really going on. Exactly. You need to have somebody, uh, preferably somebody who deals with this kind of situation when you go to look mm -hmm. for a counselor. That is so key. The other thing you got to do, listen, uh, Melanie and I get away. You don't necessarily have to be married. You could be single, taking care of your older parent. It takes a little preparation, but if you were to get away for three to four days, and I'm not talking about going... Quarterly. Yeah, quarterly, at least. I'm not talking about going, you know, you Getting don't necessarily... Get on a plane and go somewhere else. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, fly to New York or anything like that, but you can take some spots. We drove 30 minutes out away, away from our home the last time, and it was nice. Yeah, it was a good getaway. It was far enough away to where we felt like we were away, but we weren't really... Um, physically that far away. And uh, that is so important because, and it takes a little prep because you've got to make sure that everything is handled. If it's uh, uh, another family member who can pinch hit for you while you're gone. Um, or a and, neighbor yeah, but that you can trust. It's so easy to say, I don't want to take the time to train them. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing sure. and hopefully everything will get better. Right. Every time a caregiver... Uh, assistant, like if somebody comes in to help us, I have to pretty much show them every, I mean, I'm there with them three fourths of the time. That's my, that was one thing that I have every little detail because of the way my mom is. She's very OCD. Yeah, very much so. I oh yeah, we forgot to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was one that uh, it's almost like I could see the script on Facebook. My dad is so OCD; it's driving me crazy. <laughs> In big letters, crazy. That's because whoever's noticing their parent having it, they probably have a little bit of it too. Well, of course they do. Hmm. Um, well, I guess it's time to uh, land this plane a little bit. I don't know if this has been helpful, but sometimes it's good to hear from other people. You can gain knowledge. You can certainly relate to them, what they're going through. It, it may be a totally different circumstance, but this Caregivers Club is truly one that is probably tougher for most other people who are not in that boat to get it. So it's always good to yeah, share. Have, yeah, to right. have somebody you can talk to. You about. know, one of the things that I have learned about, and just to kind of go back quickly to having the uh, the different family members say that they're going to help up front, and then all of a sudden they disappear. And this is, I haven't even shared this with you, Mel. What's that? I have four kids. And in the back of my <laughs> mind, I'm sitting there trying to do a checklist that said, okay, if this is me, what is going to happen and which one's going to step up or will dad just go away and just right there in hey, the nursing have, home? We or, have each other. Yeah, that's right. We do. So, uh, well, thanks for listening. If you have any comments, make sure that you uh, reach out to us. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and uh, LinkedIn as well. 
Thanks for uh, coming in, Melanie. Always yeah. like, you know, she's the prettiest guest I've ever had uh, on this podcast. Y'all don't get sick, <laughs> but uh, go give somebody some encouragement today. If you're on one of those forums, please, please. And if you know somebody in your work or your your neighborhood or your church that you know is a caregiver, why don't you give them some encouragement today? Yeah, and sometimes it's just a smile you give them. So give somebody a smile. What did Buckskin Bill always used to say here in uh, Baton Rouge? He was on the air at Kids Show Forever. Mm-hmm. You're never completely dressed until you put on a smile. <laughs> so uh, anyway, you kind of put that in your mind as we say a farewell and uh, hope you have a good day. Thanks until, for Until we meet again. Thanks for listening.